Enemies beware. It matters not where you hide, under rocks, behind your guns. She will find you. She uses her powers and intuition to seek out and destroy the enemy. After she's stolen all your horses, she's Lozen, shaman, healer, and Apache warrior. Welcome to History the Sheikwal. I am sitting in front of my co-host Jour, young woman, future leader, Selena. So nice to be here. I am so, so excited. excited. Okay, so you know on the show we're going to learn about a woman who is cruelly erased from history and we're going to celebrate her accomplishments together. I'm going to teach you a little something about these women and you're going to tell me what young people are doing. <laughs> oh yeah, just just a young hip gal just yeah, educating the masses. So you just had a birthday. Yeah. You're officially out of your teenage years. Love. It's over. Oh, yeah. How was it? I don't know. Teenage. My teenage years were like kind of uneventful. Just like just just being like just an Asian kid in Los Angeles, just trying to desperately get into college. What are you studying? And are you considering continuing with those studies? Or are you are you are you flirting with other things now? I am a politics major with a concentration in Middle East politics. And a double minor in dance and data science. So no big deal. You're just doing basically everything. You're left-braining <laughs> and right-braining the fuck out of your college years. Uh, doing my best. Doing my best. Like, we're, 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 we're getting there. What's your dream job? Something where I can combine, like, my, my passion for both arts and politics, I think. Like, maybe working with, like, transitional or transformative justice, like, restorative justice. Um, like maybe through like an arts lens, like what I've been able to very fortunately do this semester, which is work in prisons and like, like facilitate dance workshops on a weekly basis. So what do you do there? Um, like men's or women's prisons? It's a men's state prison. You're teaching men, incarcerated men how to dance. I mean, yeah. Yeah, with like. Tell me what, how, how, what are you doing? We're not like teaching them dance technique. Like it's more about like. Per, like, like personal expression yeah like movement moving together like the overarching theme of this this uh what is it this semester i guess was freedom and how we find freedom in dance and freedom in each other and freedom in community freedom and like all these all these ways with within a institution that seeks to dehumanize people okay it's really a absolutely inspiring that you're doing this but b a lot of these themes are going to be covered in today's episode hey. and i know i know you didn't mean to do a straight up segue but you did really did really um what the whistle of what we're about to do yes which i don't Love. know where that phrase comes from i think it's that you whistle better when your lips are wet maybe we don't know i i, I wouldn't know i can't whistle selena are you ready to learn about a woman who has been cruelly erased from the history books oh, yes bring it on Manifest destiny. Do you know what it means? <laughs> I'm sure you do. Just, I don't know if it was like a specific policy, but I think it was like a belief of, I, and this is certainly not going to be an objective definition, but I think it's no, this entitlement, this sort of, this sort of mission of white America in the Eastern like colonies 
mostly to like start going out to the west and being like from sea to shining sea like this is all ours it's ours for the taking look at all this empty land and like no one's using it and And like and using god as an excuse that god has bestowed upon us Mm -hmm. this ability to just take what we want yeah that is very that is a better definition than i would have that i could have come up with so james k polk is actually the person who coined the term because he Mm. was a greedy bottom for land Great. <laughs> he yeah he was a thirsty ass motherfucker who was like we deserve they were like i own everything yeah this should be ours Terranolius. yep exactly and it was it was truly like I mean, the u.s government was then and has and is still like a terrible toddler who needs a nap just yanking little debbie cakes off of a kroger grocery shelf just terrorizing everything around them to get what they want it was uh, our attempt to litter other cultures with our concept of capitalism and democracy, which we don't even, as we will discuss in a later episode, we don't even fucking do that right. Mm-mm. Christianity. All of it. Boo. boo. All of it, boo. So the Europeans, as we all know, rudely crashed into a really cool party that was already in progress on Turtle Island, which is what native cultures called America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they presented themselves as real drunk blowhards. That was the first introductions of the Europeans to on the East Coast. And I don't know if you have you ever read anything about what we've, of course, read the very subjective, uh, terrible depictions of native cultures as savages, et cetera, et cetera. But have you ever read what native cultures, how native cultures viewed the Europeans when they came over? Because I have a description and it's really good. Mm, hit me. Are you ready for it? Okay. I'm ready. The Europeans were incredibly shorter than the natives, which nothing nothing against short people. The Europeans were dirty, mm-hmm. dressed like assholes, mm-hmm. and their ha- facial hair was insanely unkempt. Yeah. They were dirty rat people. Yeah. And here we are. You come on the shore. You have this um, these beautiful, beautiful people who are um, washing themselves, <laughs> brushing their fucking hair. <laughs> And we have the nerve to be like, they're the savages. I mean, like, I don't know what you expect from, like, people who, like, literally, like, throw pee and, like, poo onto the fucking streets, like, out their fucking windows. And if you're the Dave Matthews Band tour bus in the 90s, you still do that. (laughs) (laughs) So the Europeans, they knew instantly that they were not to be trusted, that they were liars, and to the native cultures also seemed completely incompetent at basic tasks. The European, basically the Europeans showed up on the fucking shores demanding respect, but their flies were down and they were farting while they talk. Yeah. That's what we, that's how we came across, just grade A dinglings. The Huron tribe thought the French were so stupid. They thought they were the dumbest things they've ever met and thought all Europeans were just physically weak, ugly, smelly. And this is what else they said. They called Europeans sexually untrustworthy (laughs) now i think that actually has something to do with the fact that rape was uncommon in matrilineal native societies i think that's what they mean by sexually untrustworthy i mean it might also be like a euphemism for just like rapey white dudes who like can't fucking keep their dicks to themselves but the phrase sexually untrustworthy is so shady to me i know i love it so i'm gonna use it all the time yeah so they also couldn't wrap their minds around the fact that europeans would sneeze into a beautiful linen cloth and then put that in their pocket as if it was something to be cherished. <laughs> so let's fast forward 200 years after the pilgrims. White people are everywhere. 
and are absolutely, as we know, sexually untrustworthy <laughs> and untrustworthy on, on other accounts, too. Um, let's talk about Millard fucking Fillmore, who is a human nutria. Do you know what nutria is? It's like a country rat. Oh! They're big. They can get, like, up to 20 pounds. Oh, my gosh. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they also called, like, cats? Yes, they're, cool. there's another cool. name for them. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you, but you, but no, you, I had to do a presentation a, on one of those. Why? Why? Uh, in like AP environmental science, because they fucking like white people. They come in, <laughs> they reproduce, and they ruin their fucking yeah, environment. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're an in invasive species. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's, people tried to like farm them and like eat them, and they're like, "This is nasty." And Nutria is like, "Bitch, try it." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what white people need to be referred to as from here on oh. because that's what we had done um with the indian removal act of 1830 mm -hmm. which was signed by diary-eyed andrew jackson mm -hmm. which pushed the cherokee chickasaw choctaw creek and seminole to what would be later uh the dust bowl states mm -hmm. took them off of fertile land yeah. and put them in the middle of a motherfucking desert yep. now you might have heard of this uh genocidal tools also called the trail of tears yep 21 years later, the government was like, oh, God, like, is there just like, okay, sorry, but is there like another way we can be like really terrible, like Native people of this country, but like not be like so, so evil. Like, we don't want them to like die, but we don't want oh. them to like live. And so then they established the Indian Appropriation Act of 1851, mm -hmm. which created the reservation system, mm -hmm. which set aside money to relocate Native tribes from their, uh, again, land that was fruitful and places people could live and confine them not just say you can't be here but you have to be in this other place that's also that sucks that literally sucks and you cannot leave without permission mm -hmm. so it's a land prison oh oh good this is so much better so much we better. love we love the respect that's going on here and so it was good. like and it was like and then the american government was like isn't it like are we like so nice like we gave them land like we're like we're we're like good people oh yeah like amazing the best and you know why they were doing okay so like you were mentioning earlier with manifest destiny they were doing this because they were moving them off of fertile farmland for white people and then also they were mining silver and mm -hmm. gold and other minerals that only we place value on that and also trains and telegraphs systems yeah. shit that we don't even fucking use anymore. Also, what was the last time you like had a friend who was like, "I'm going off to work in a gold mine this summer"? <laughs> like we don't do any of this shit anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, so while all this is going on, um, this all this was going on by the U.S. government. Mexico was hammering the Apache from below. Yeah, like this is this is a fucking full out attack. Now, the Apache is actually not one tribe. It's a group of culturally related uh, native tribes in the Southwest, mm -hmm. including the Chiricahua, Jacarla, the Lipan, Mescalero, Salinero, Plains, and Western Apache. So all these people are banding together and are getting bombarded by these jerks with guns. And of course, they're going to do what they need to fucking do to protect themselves. So there was a famous Apache leader named Geronimo. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Okay, great. Have you heard of Victorio? Not really. Now, he was... the he, Before Geronimo, there was uh, Victorio. Victorio was an Apache chief who started this whole... A, a very massive guerrilla war against the U.S. government mm -hmm. to fight relocation. Mm -hmm. They were trying to send his tribe to Arizona, to the San Carlos Reservation, 
which was a plot of land that was dusty, dry. There was no hunting. There was no agriculture. And it was riddled with malaria. And so faced with that travel brochure, Victoria was like, hard pass, dude. No, thank you. And he had become a respected and powerful leader because he had won. He was an amazing, amazing warrior. Mm -hmm. And the reason that he won a lot of his battles is because of the immense help of his little sister, Lozen. So Lozen was born near Ojo Caliente in New Mexico, watching the Spanish dig up her land in the valleys and um, looking for Mr. Pocket. I don't know if you watched that uh, Coen Brothers no, okay. So the Coen brothers did like a series about the Wild West. Anyway, um, and in one of them, it's Tom Waits playing a character where he's looking for Mr. Pocket and it's a pocket of gold. And he just keeps saying Mr. Pocket over and over again. Like, where are you, Mr. Pocket? It's a, it's worth 10 minutes <laughs> okay. of your time. Anyway, Lozen grew up in a magical place with magical people and <laughs> Shangri-La. And um, in a society that really, truly respected women. Mm-hmm. Women, Apache women were free to divorce unreliable, unfaithful, or brutal husbands. Mm -hmm. Apache girls were required, uh, did, did the same physical training as young boys. Mm -hmm. um, but when they were transitioning into adulthood, they did, were pushed in more of like a homekeeping and cooking kind of facilities, mm -hmm. but it was not lower status. Mm -hmm. So Lozen trained with the boys. She also learned all the things, basket weaving, all this stuff. Um, truly an early version of women can have it all. Yes. And one of the things besides being a skilled warrior was she was a straight up fucking psychic. She had pa intu intuitive powers that she would invoke when her brother was fighting, um, you know, scouts and other divisions of the army that were mm -hmm. after them. And she would stand on a rock, mm -hmm. stand on a cliff mm -hmm. and literally feel where the enemy is. And she was fucking right a lot of the time. She was, she would just be like, they're over here. Mm -hmm. They're over there. Like, don't go over there. Uh -huh. It was like that, you know? Yeah. Very casual about it. Don't you wish you had that power to just know where people are? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good. It'd it was be... avoid this fuck boy power. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if only we had this power, it would be so good. We would. Like... By the way, we do have that power. I mean, people like. People tell you who they are. I mean, this is a different situation, but like, if you're online and someone's like, I'm a really nice person, they're not. Yeah. If someone's you know what I mean? There's red yeah. flags. You can mm -hmm. you can decide you can you can um code break that shit. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. So Lozen helped her people fight against the Mexicans and the United States government. Mm. And one of her other fucking badass skills was she's a horse stealer. Yes. Horse thief. A horse stealer sounds funnier to me, but horse thief <laughs> is what she actually did. Yes. She would literally in the dead of night go up to a horse, pet its little mane. You know what I mean? Tell it, tell him like, I love, but I love you. I love you more. And of course this horse was like, oh yeah. Um, would I rather be under the rotten butthole of a U.S. soldier or a clean, kind, spiritual woman? <laughs> Let me guess. Tough choice. <laughs> also, I want to point out, while all this shit was going down, so is the motherfucking Civil War. Oh, yeah. If you're ever like, how does America find the time to be awful in so many ways? Just to remind yourself, he always finds the time. <laughs> they make, he makes the fucking time. Yeah. So she, so this whole time she's like fighting, helping him fight his, his wars, keeping him safe. 
um, stealing horses, doing all this amazing stuff. And her brother was like, absolutely. She's my confidant. Like she, she helps me with, with, uh, with all these battles. And at the same time, when it came to give herself credit, she wouldn't do it. She was like, no, no, it's my brother. Mm -hmm. No, my brother's doing all this. I'm just, I'm just helping. I'm not really, I'm not really doing much. I don't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Women, you got to know your value. So all the while Lozen and her brother are fighting relocation, escaping the reservation, helping others escape. Stealing horses. Stealing those horses. They're giving those, really freeing those horses, if you ask me. So all this is happening. They're trying to fight for the freedom. And at the same time, the United States government is breaking their culture. One example of it is that, um, so as I mentioned earlier, Apache women, if you had a husband who was being a piece of shit, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, here you go, buddy. Here's all your shit. Get the fuck out. Go back to your, go back to your tribe. Well, when your husband, when your abusive husband's tribe is no longer there, or you're not allowed to leave the reservation, your cultural equality Mm -hmm. has been eroded. Yeah. And now you are stuck with a person who is abuser. Not good. Not to mention, on the reservation, uh, the the men who were in charge of the United States government would would, um, steal rations, sell them to other people outside of the reservation. Mm -hmm. Um, People were sick, hungry, not able to leave. So Lozen, outside of protecting her brother from enemies, was sometimes also sent to lead women. And not only did it make them feel safe to have her traveling with them, but she also imbued courage in these other women Mm -hmm. in the tribe. So I guess you could call her like a reverse Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, like, doesn't even deserve to be, like... I don't know. In even the same sentence. like vaguely associated with this with this incredible woman, but fine, we will allow it, just for comparison's sake. So here's when it got all got fucked up. I mean, it was already fucked up, but so she was riding by her brother's side until 1880. But then she had there's this pregnant lady who was like, "Listen, I really want to give birth in my like with my like family," and like Lozen was like, "Sure." So she leaves her brother's side, mm-hmm. lends her powers over to this um, pregnant woman who uh, who wants to be home, delivers her and her baby safely. And then when she comes back, she finds out that her brother was murdered by the Mexicans. And she blamed herself for not having her powers there to protect him. Mm -hmm. Do you take the blame? Will you take the blame easily for people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like... Like on in Amsterdam, like my dad was like, we like literally bought like checked luggage for him. He's like, no. Like, I can take this on the plate. And then when, like, we got to the boarding, he's like, like, the lady was like, no, you can't take this on the plane. He's like, the fuck? And we were like, yes, we literally told you, like, 45 minutes ago. Like, they had to sit next to each other. I was like, oh, no, I should have sat next, like, in between them so I could stop this conflict. And I'm like, this literally has nothing to do with me. But, you know, I, like, yeah, yeah, always, always, yeah. It's like a thing that we do. Yeah. The fact that she's like not taking credit for any of the amazing things she's doing. Yeah. And then she all now she like, also feels bad that her brother got murdered by somebody. Ugh. Like, bitch, it's their fault. Yeah. They're the ones who oh shot God. your brother. Yeah. Aw. So that. here's what she did. She mm-hmm. dusted her fucking self off That's and right. at 50 years old fought alongside Geronimo mm-hmm. and Geronimo's sister, sister Ishtan, who, by the way, Ishtan was very similar to Lozen. Yes. And it's kind of like. You know, have you ever been somewhere and you're and like I was at this um, thrift store in Albuquerque and the woman who ran it, she was like, you look just like my friend. 
And I was like, that's not possible. Like, you're going to show me a picture of her and I'm going to be like, I don't actually look like her. Like, this is a weird thing. And like, we uh-huh. have the same nose or something. And then she showed me a picture of her and I was like, oh my God, is this a fucking separated at birth situation? And she was like, do you have a loud laugh? And I was like, I do have a loud laugh. And she was like, even the way you use your hands are similar. What I'm saying is that must have been what Lozen felt like when she met Ishtar. Yes. She's like, what we were like this vibing on the same wavelength and who was also a warrior also her brother's um uh chief counsel etc 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 okay mm-hmm. now her so she, even though she's running with these this new group of warriors um things are not getting easier they've lost tons of fighters people are still on the reservations and then in 1868 the US government was like um what if you like straight up erase native culture Ooh. Would that be bad of us? Oh my God. What a what a what a bold idea. Oh. So then they forced reservations. This is when they started the assimilation, converting them to Christianity. Um, this is all under Grant. And then in 1883, the government like bolted right up out of bed one day and was like, oh my God, I feel like we're not like reaching up to our full asshole potential. <laughs> so they came up with the code of Indian offenses. So they've already tried to like Convert them to another culture, a worse, a terrible culture. And now they're like, oh, that other shit you're doing, those ceremonies and like, you know, rites of passage and all this stuff. You can't do that anymore. That's actually illegal. Oh, yes. That's, uh, you know, perhaps uncivilized, as one might say. Right. Pagan. <laughs> oh. the pa- like, like, And using religion to be like, actually, that's devil worship. And it's like, girl, we don't even do that. So like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> So then in 1887, the Dawes Act came along and because the U.S. government was like, oh, I just I really feel like we're failing as monsters. Like, what more could we do to the people whose land we stole? And what they did is they took the reservations away, redistributed it for more fucking technology that we don't use anymore and then relocated them again. How can you collect yourself or fight back if you are constantly being attacked in these in in so many insanely traumatizing yeah ways like like the amount of just like generational trauma that has probably accumulated and like it's uh, ah rage there was one and they're still here yeah they're they're still kicking like despite everything you know like i i think we have a tendency to talk about them as as if they were like a romanticized or just like savage ideal that live in history and are historic people, but they are still living and still doing things and still fucking shit up. We if we're 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 casting Johnny Depp to play the Native fuck? Oh yeah. What was it? Johnny Depp Lone Ranger. Like, he played he played Tonto. Yeah. Wait, when? Like now or like, like... five years ago. I oh. Yeah. So Lozen in 1886 fought her last battle alongside Geronimo, in which they surrendered to the U.S. government. And her fellow Apache warriors did not reveal her identity because they thought it would protect her. Mm-hmm. And then after that, and truly, the problem with a lot of these women's stories is that there is not a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff that I talked about today was even is even like sort of extrapolated of what yeah. they think would have been the case, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And after that, her her even vague record disappears. What is likely to have happened to her is that she was kept in a prison in Fort Pickens, Florida. Mm-hmm. Again, Florida truly the worst place you could end up on many levels and they and they were put on display for tourists 
they used to put I can't it's just it's it's honestly like the fact that a we don't know this and then the b that it that it's happened and no one has apologized made it better uh, any of this reparations stuff. human beings in a fucking cage like a goddamn zebra which by the way zebras don't even deserve like let's stop putting things in cages Lozen is also thought to have maybe died in Alabama, probably of tuberculosis, and buried mm-hmm. in an unmarked grave with a lot of other Apache warriors there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all this is happening. Lozen is, like, um, you know, dying of TB in captivity. And then far and away in her homeland, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are literally <sighs> competing in a 100-meter dash to be given mm-hmm. stolen land that the U.S. government had taken. They'd taken so much land from the Apache, Shawnee, and Pawnee tribes that we were giving away to new white people with bad Irish accents whose only qualification was being able to run fast. This land is mine! Mine by destiny! Have you seen Far and Away? Okay. <laughs> I like you're just missing me with all these pop culture. References. I love that you're like, oh, I understand institutionalized racism and uh, how this is manifested. Settler itself. colonialism and indigenous feminism and epistemologies of like gender formation in <laughs> within indigenous communities and like how that's different and like how feminism and I'm might like, differ. In the '90s, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman played <laughs> Irish couple. Who? <laughs> this is great. Do you know who Inya is? Yeah, like she did the sound. Like she, yeah, like she's a singer. Great. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you got it. You did it. (laughs) Um, let me add another layer to this, a macro layer, if you will. So I picked up another book called Sisters in Spirit by Sally uh, Roche Wagner. It's a fascinating read Mm -hmm. about how Elizabeth Stanton, Matilda Gage, Lucretia Mott, who are the Florence Ballard and Mary Wilsons to Susan B. Anthony's Diana Ross, based suffrage and the rules that they were trying to change in the United States legal system, they based it on actual Native women's rights in the Haudenosaunee tribe. The thing is, is that women in Native cultures were absolutely respected, treated as equals. We do not have that in Still. white American culture. Yeah, exactly. And um, and the fact that they were basing this off of something that was already existing and already successful, mm-hmm. I think white women especially need to recognize that mm-hmm. and recognize the contributions and the things that we have now mm-hmm. because uh, a, a culture got it right and mm-hmm. we stole their idea. I don't know if it was specifically these women, but like also women suffragettes were kind of problematic. About, they were like, told race, they were like, oh, uh, no, thanks, black ladies. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, yeah. Ugh. I know. Well, listen, th- this is all to say there are hidden women all over the place who you do not know have made your life better mm-hmm. in a multitude of ways. And so and to- also like figure out what kind of occupied land you're staying and living on. I, there's there's websites where you can just type in your zip code and like figure out who's land you're occupying and like right now where we are i'm pretty sure or at least where i live it's the tongva land so you know yeah like uh, maybe we can we can discuss ideas of indigenous sovereignty and like what 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 justice means and for for indigenous communities but like also that really involves people who weren't historically involved and are just here now and like really reconciling with our involvement and our complicity with 
the still ongoing process of of fucking up indigenous people and their societies and their ways of life and like everything also, every like, like like rape is still an issue like in like the rape and disappearance and the murders of indigenous women and and femmes and trans women and two-spirit people is still very much a real thing that people don't discuss and like they aren't allowed to um prosecute under their own courts like if anything they're only allowed to pros- prosecute under like civil law not criminal law and it's like <sighs> well i do okay. want i do want to okay. no no just like I'm, no i'm glad you brought rage, that up because there is a bill rage. there's a bill right now that lisa murkowski Catherine cortez mosto and john tester have co-sponsored called the not invisible act of 2019 Ooh. which would create a network connecting tribal and federal um, agencies to figure out how the fuck to help stop women who are disappearing from the reservation, yeah. whether or not, whether that be they're disappearing because they're getting killed or they're disappearing because they are the number one group of women who are human trafficked in this country. Yeah. So it's not, it has not, it's passed, it was introduced in May, on May 1st. It's not gotten past committee and um, government, sorry, govtrack.us has only a uh, 28% chance of it being enacted. So you have to call your rep. You have to vote, tell them to vote yes on this bill. You have to get involved. If, do it for the Native women who help give you the roadmap to your freedom and do it for Apache warrior hero Lozen. History of the Sheikwil is built on the backs of amazing dead women who created the opportunities you have today. Researched by Alex Everhart, produced by Cody Fisher, edited and engineered by Sam Kiefer. And this episode was hosted by Aaron and Selena. You can follow us on Instagram at History of the Sheikwil. And if you want to find what native lands you are living on, go to native-land.ca or download their app on the App Store. I did run on fighting climate change, uh, moving toward 100% renewable energy, making sure everyone has health care, uh, funding our public schools properly. Uh, but I mean, there are so many issues out there. One that has not gotten enough attention over the years is missing and murdered indigenous women. And so, I mean, th- those are, you know, that is an epidemic. That's something that we need to work on. Um, I'll go to Congress t- to make sure that we are paying attention uh, to the issues that uh, that folks care about. And, and I mean, missing and murdered indigenous women, uh, yes, we care about that in Indian country, but women care about that issue all over the country.